Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily, and Veronica is not here today, so I am actually flying solo this week, um, and I'm going to be talking to you about intuition. So intuition is a pretty big topic for me in my own personal life. I, um, I feel like it's a huge part of my spiritual practice, but it also plays a big role in my day-to-day, and it's always been a fascinating topic for me, just in general, like because I tie intuition in with psychic skills, um, as well as just that sort of inner knowing, that way that our, well, I'll get to that. But let me just start with a definition of intuition, and we can talk about uh, how that plays a role. So uh, the dictionary says, this is from the definitions from Oxford Languages, that intuition is the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. Uh, The second definition is a thing that one knows or considers likely from instinctive feeling rather than conscious reasoning. So basically the same thing, right? We're not using our logical mind to figure something out. It's more of that thing we call a gut feeling, um, that knowing. And this really ties into what I often say, and if you've been listening to the podcast or um, ever watched me give presentations, I Often I'm talking about how we know so much more than we think we do. And it's true. Our bodies and our brains are made to pick up signals and signs all around us. And part of that is evolutionary, right? Part of it is a survival thing. We are made to pick up those things so that we can be safe in our environment. We are made to be aware of what is our periphery and, you know, that weird feeling that you can get when you feel like you're being watched or somebody is too close to you. It's an energetic feeling, right? It's not always like consciousness. I mean, for example, when you're standing in line at the grocery store and that person behind you, well, before (laughs) COVID-19, before we were constantly physically distancing from each other, but you know, when you'd stand in line and someone would get too close behind you, but you didn't know, quote, that they were there, quote, unquote. I'm doing air quotes. It's really hard to see air quotes on a podcast. But um, you'd feel somebody behind you before maybe you saw them or knew they were there. And part of that is our body's intuition or our body's um, tuning fork, I guess, that is tuning into what is around antenna. That's the word I was looking for. That's tuning into the signals that are around us. So we do that in so many different ways and our brains are actually designed to create patterns and to notice patterns. And sometimes we create patterns when they aren't there. Although I tend to be of the mind that they are always there and our minds are just connecting the dots. People who function from a much more logical place might argue that, um, and argue that (laughs) uh, we are not all those dots that are being connected do not necessarily connect together. 
what a lot of people don't know about me is that I also have the ability to be very skeptical. So I can go way far into the like woo zone, right? I can be like, yes, all the intuition, all the psychic skills, all the mediumship, all the signs and signals and angels and guides and all of that. But I can also totally go to the scientific place of like, well, that just doesn't make any sense. And if we really look at it from this logical point of view, so I can hold both. Um, And I actually think that both of those things work together more often than they oppose each other. Um, And what I mean by that is kind of exactly what I'm talking, not kind of, it is exactly what I'm talking about here when I'm talking about intuition and our body and our mind picking up on patterns and picking up on signals and signs around us in order to keep us safe, right? So from the evolutionary perspective, that's something that happened. That being said, I also think because we can see those patterns, synchronicities begin to emerge. And my bias in all of this, because this is kind of my spiritual path, I say kind of a lot. Let me backtrack on that. It is my spiritual path. And so what I see when I see these patterns coming together is often this this way, these synchronicities are actually... I believe coming from, I don't want to say a higher power, but like a universal web of sorts that we're all moving through. So I call this for myself, the river of spirit. I feel like I'm a little all over the place here. So let me try to have a, let me create a pattern for you. (laughs) Um, When I'm thinking about synchronicity, when I'm thinking about using my intuition to tap into my inner knowing, I'm also thinking about how energetically we are all connected. Now, that's just a truth. I think in physics, it's even a truth. Um, I'm not a super physics person. I know I know a little, but not a lot. Um, but my understanding is that, you know, energy is everywhere. It is in everything and it is all linked. And I believe that on a spiritual level, I also believe there's some energetic, um, excuse me, scientific backing for that energetic uh, connection. That being said, uh, I do believe that we exist within a web of, and I use the word web because I feel like it's all these tendrils, right? There's all these tendrils of energy all around, like a giant web or a giant net that we are all a part of. And when I, notice patterns and signs and synchronicities happening, I feel like I have dropped into what I call the river of spirit. And it tends to be that place where things come easy. So you might know what I'm talking about, where you get an idea. Here's an example. You get an idea about something and you think, I'm going to do this thing, whatever this thing might be. And it sits in you so strongly. It's that sensation of like, yes, this is the thing I'm going to do. This is the thing that I believe in. And as you're sitting in that and you're trying to formulate what comes next and you start maybe doing research or reaching out to people or having conversations, suddenly the next step emerges. Sometimes there's some work that goes into it and sometimes it just appears and it's clear as day to you. It's like, oh, this is the next step I need to take or here's the opportunity to manifest that idea I just had that felt completely right to me. 
and so on and so forth. And so after that next step, there'll be another step. And after the next step, there'll be another step. Um, an example for me was at one time after I graduated um, from my from graduate school, graduated from graduate school, had my master's, I was working on my hours to become a licensed therapist. And um, what ended up happening was I could not find a job. And you're probably hearing all kinds of noise in the background because my printer just decided to go for it. <laughs> my printer just decided to print after not printing for like 25 minutes. So I apologize for um, that noise. And I don't think it's going to quit. It might print me lots of things. <laughs> that There's probably a pattern in that too. Um, but I'm going to go back to telling my story. So I... I I couldn't find a job. I actually had been working and I wasn't making any money and it was becoming kind of um, a concern, like a tension in my relationship and just in my life, uh, trying to support myself and not really being able to make ends meet as an intern. So I decided, well, you know, I used to be a teaching assistant. I'm going to go back and do that. I can do it part-time. I can do it as a substitute so I can still accrue some hours towards my license, blah, blah, blah. So I made this decision. And uh, the night before this happened, I went to bed and I was laying in bed and I, I was kind of talking to the universe and I was like, help me figure out what I'm doing here. I think I'm going to apply for this job. Um, is this the right path? So the next morning I woke up and my first thing I did was go to apply for that job. And when I logged onto the website to apply for that job, staring back at me was a job for a marriage and family therapist intern at an absolutely crazy pay rate, something that you would just not see anywhere um, in the county I live in. It was very high. And it was working um, for the organization I was about to apply for a teaching assistant job with. So I went ahead and put my application in and uh, got an interview. The job was given to me and then suspended. So they didn't take me on that school year. And I figured out how to work through the summer. And then they called me back in the fall and I got this amazing job. Now, somebody very logical might think that this was all just, oh, well, that's just how it played out. You know, you just happened, just happened to it was a coincidence, right? For me, I felt like it was a very strong message that this was the path I was supposed to be on. And what further made that the, the truth for me was that when I went in for my interview, I actually found out that the position was working in preschool, which is where I had a background and where I had worked for this organization before. Um, and that two of the people interviewing me were actually people I had known from when I worked at the organization before. It's a huge organization. It goes preschool through 12th grade, actually beyond 12th grade. So the chances of that happening were, you know, I mean, it was possible, but it it, it wasn't specified when I looked at that ad uh, for the job posting. So it all just fell into place because I got that job in that time, I was able to complete my hours way faster than I would have otherwise. I was able to make a living wage and actually start looking at buying a house, which was huge, 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 especially uh, where we live. So it was really, it all aligned the way that it needed to. And if I wanted to follow that thread even farther, 
I might go to what happened in the future, which is I worked there for seven years and I was actually starting to get a little bit burnt out and wondering about, you know, what my future was there in that position. Um, and I got laid off and I was not surprised because I knew there were budget cuts coming down the pike, but I was a little scared. (laughs) You know, it's always a little scary when you find out that, um, you know, two thirds of your income is going to be disappearing. And the wild thing was that literally within three weeks of being laid off, I had completely filled my private practice because by this time I was licensed and I was doing private practice um, half of the week and doing this other job half of the week. So that's a really long thread, right? That will take you through seven years. And so many things happened in those seven years. But I found that job at the time that I exactly needed it in my life. And I left that job at the exact right moment where things were set up for me to succeed and build my my personal practice and my personal workload um, into what I wanted it to. Now, I share this story because this, to me, is an example of synchronicity. And it's an example of being in that river of spirit, in that flow, in that you know, web, being really connected to the web of energy that connects us all, universal and otherwise. And I know that it could be argued that, again, this is just, oh, it's just how it's a coincidence. It all just played out that way. That being said, there is a feeling that I get, and you may be familiar with this feeling for yourself, but there is a feeling I get when I know everything is going exactly the direction it's supposed to go and that I am in alignment with what is supposed to be happening right now. And I say that in a way that makes it sound like I don't believe we have free will um, and that things are predetermined. I do think we have free will and I do think there are certain things that are predetermined as a strong option, so strong, in fact, that we may come up against that choice again and again in our lives. Like we may come up against a crossroads, choose a direction, and later find ourselves at a crossroads that has that same choice we didn't make the first time. And that can happen again and again. And when that happens, I've learned there's a reason that option keeps appearing and I need to pay attention to it, whether it's because I need to have a strong boundary around it or because I was supposed to say yes in the first place. (laughs) There's a reason. So all of this sounds a little bit um, outside of intuition, but I feel it's all very connected because that feeling that I get in my body when I'm tapped in and I'm listening and I know something is very, very strong and very um, specific to what I associate with following my inner knowing and following my intuition. So there's a lot of ways to tap into your intuition and you might actually be in tune with this already. I mean, how many times has the phone rang and before you looked at your caller ID, some of you probably remember when we did not have caller ID, But before you looked at your caller ID, you knew who it was. You know, you might hear your phone ringing in the other room and you just know. Or there's somebody that you haven't thought about in ages and they pop into your mind and the next day you run into them somewhere. This is all intuition. This is all being connected to that source energy, to that web of knowing, um, that energetic web. So that's what I believe intuition is. And I believe that it is that perfect combination, right, of 
the science of evolutionarily being tapped into our surroundings and other people and movement and change and the weather and all of those things that our bodies tune into every day. And then this even deeper energetic kind of tapping in to that greater web. I'm using a lot of the same words over and over again because they feel, I I mean, I can just feel into them. Uh, And I get very curious. It's interesting doing this podcast by myself because I get very curious about like, I want to ask Veronica, I want to ask you listeners, how do you know when you're tapped into your intuition? What is it that gives you the clarity that you go, yeah, I know this is right. I know this. Uh, other examples that can happen in your day-to-day life are when you might take a different route and then you find out there was a car accident on the route you were going to follow. Um, I've heard this with plane, planes multiple times, people telling me that they were going to get on a flight and then they canceled the flight and then that flight crashed or um, was so delayed that the people who were on it ended up not getting to their destination or whatever it might be. Um, th- there's all these ways that we utilize our intuition in our day-to-day life, and we we kind of take it for granted, I think, uh, or write it off as logic. I think it's so much more than that. Uh, I talk a lot in classes that I teach and workshops I teach about using divination as a tool to tap into your intuition. And I, I talk about this because I think so often we rely heavily on our brain space, right? We, we rely heavily on our logic and our intellect and our thought processes to help us make decisions. And sometimes that can actually get in the way of making an accurate decision. Um, I have a good friend right now who's going through some health challenges and she actually has been using her pendulum to make her choices because her fear and her emotion and her confusion about what the choices are, because there's a lot of them, um, all of that gets muddy and it gets confusing and it gets overwhelming. But if she sits down with her pendulum and really focuses, she gets a really clear answer. And so far it's all been super helpful and she is feeling like she's healing. So uh, I think there is a way that we can use tools of divination to help us access what we already know by quieting all of that logic and all of that cognitive kind of noise that we can get into, all the back and forth and the weighing of options. Um, Or if you're like me and you happen to have a lot of anxiety, um, I definitely get into that, what if I make the wrong decision place? And yet, if I sit down with tarot cards or oracle cards or my pendulum and I take the time to try to find an answer from that direction, I almost always come up with some place of like deep clarity that resonates very strongly with me. Um, And the alternative can be true. I have come up with answers. I've been like, no, absolutely not. That is not the thing. And in that way, it's also accessing my inner knowing, right? Because if I pull a card and I sit down with that and I journal about it and everything inside my being is going, no, that is not right. That's still an answer. That's, it's not the card giving me the answer. It's my body giving me the answer. It's my intuition and my connection, you know, to source. 
Um, there is a certain amount of trusting that goes along with working with your intuition. And, and when that knowing arises for you, it's really um, important to trust it, which it can be really terrifying. I just want to name that. It can be really freaky to have something come up and go, okay, this is the thing I'm going to do. And then go, oh God, no, I'm not going to do that thing. That's scary or vulnerable or risky or whatever it might be. And yet when I followed my intuition in my life, it has always led to something positive. I don't think I've had a negative outcome from it ever. So one of the ways that I like to help people learn to tap into their intuition is to learn your yeses and your noes, to learn what it feels like in your body to have a very strong yes and a very strong no. And you can do this really simply by just taking a moment to remember a time when you felt yes, when everything in your being was like, yes, I'm totally doing that thing. And to remember what that sensation feels like. And then you can do the same thing with no, when that wall went up right away and you were like, oh no, I am not doing that. That is the wrong thing for me. And to really tune in and know what those sensations are, because that those are body sensations. When you feel into them, they exist in your body. And that is where your intuition lives, and that is where you're going to get that information. So if, if something comes to you and you have a choice to make, and your whole body is going no, but your brain is going, well, but maybe, chances are your body it probably knows what's up more than your brain, right? Um, our brain can override our body, which isn't always the best thing. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it helps take us out of our comfort zone. But when you have that really, really strong no, that really solid wall of no, it's important to honor and listen to that because usually that is your body telling you, no, this is not the right thing for you. And that is connected to your intuitive sense of knowing. I believe. So let me, I should just add, I believe these things to be true. They may or may not resonate for you. Um, Again, coming back to the fact that I have a lot of anxiety, sometimes my anxiety can sound like a no. And really, I'm just scared uh, or worried. And I have learned at this point in my life the difference between my no and my worry or fear, but it took a long time to get there. And so that's why it's important to really assess those things out, like pull them apart for yourself and figure out what that is for you. Um. The other thing that you can do to tap into your intuition is to really spend time meditating. And I know that this is kind of like a buzzword, like, oh, mindfulness, meditation, but that's legit. Like, <laughs> I just, I want you to know that taking time to be quiet, to be mindful, whether you do guided visualization or whether you sit outside and listen or you just sit quietly or maybe you drum, whatever it might be for you that creates that kind of trance-like meditative state, tuning into that place inside of yourself is also like a fast pass to your intuition because you are tuning out everything that is around you and coming completely and fully into the present moment and into your place of being, wherever you're at in that moment that day. Uh, this is a really helpful and important tool uh, to utilize when you're wanting to tap into your intuition. So, you know, knowing your yes and no, practicing mindfulness and meditation, utilizing tools of divination. 
These are all ways that you can help to build your relationship with your intuition and your comfort level and accessibility to it. So I hope this has been helpful. Uh, I would love to hear from any of you who would like to share about, you know, how do you experience your intuition? Do you have any stories about times that you had an intuitive hit and they totally came true? Um, I know often the bigger ones stand out to us, but uh, there are smaller ones too. But I would love to hear any of them. So if you would like to share, feel free to drop me a line at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net. I will definitely read what you write and respond to you. Um, But yeah, I would love to love to hear from you. And also love to hear if any of you have other techniques for checking into your intuition um, or other tools that you utilize. We all have plenty of room to grow and learn in our lives. And I definitely never pretend to know it all because there's always something new I can learn. And I'm always open to doing that. It's it's for the greater good of my own practice, I know, even when sometimes it's hard. <laughs> sometimes it's hard to learn new things, right? Uh, and sometimes it's amazing. So anyway, that is it for today, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Veronica will be back with me next time. Uh, but for now, take good care and have a most magical day. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.